When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They have a week five offer every football fan should jump on. New customers using the code PHNX to sign up can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was back in 1943, so I would say this is a no-brainer. Happy Friday night, Johnny. You are are not being shy about the fact that you're a Kyler Murray fan. Young man is uh, (laughs) first in the MVP standings. I thought it was important to show our viewers at home who I am backing, of course, for the MVP and who I think will have a big performance on Sunday. Well, uh, another big matchup, a division game against the 49ers on Sunday, and we've got Friday's four downs for you, so let's get right into it. Uh, the Cardinals looking to improve to 5-0 and for the first time since moving to Arizona. So over 30 years since they've been here in Arizona, they have never gotten off to a 5-0 and start. Uh, rookie quarterback Trey Lance will make his first NFL start for the Niners. That was made official today. Cardinals cornerback Byron Murphy will be out. Some unfortunate news also made official today. And, hey, expect the 49ers to focus on running the ball. So Cardinals run defense is going to be put to the test. So where do we begin? First off, with, you know, getting out to a 5-0 star, I did not realize. I was like, you know what? I wonder when when, when the last time was. Yeah. And so I was going down farther and farther and farther and farther back, and I was like, Okay, it's never been done. No, they have not won a lot of games early in the season. Uh, They haven't won a lot of games historically since they moved to Arizona, but not since Michael Bidwell took over. He's done a nice job. But yeah, the the closest thing is 4-0 in 2012, and they finished that season 5-11, so that didn't go well. And then, you know, I would have guessed maybe, you know, the 2015 season, I think they were 5-1 at one point, or maybe 4-2. So yeah, hot starts, fast starts have not correlated much with this team. And I don't know if I was a betting man, which I am, I, I do think that they they will make history as the first team in Arizona Cardinal history to go five and zero. I think it lines up well, uh, given the circumstances, which we'll talk about. I do think it'll be a difficult challenge. But I mean, this team right now, they're playing with a ton of confidence. They've won three out of the four games pretty much handedly from start to finish outside of the Minnesota game. So, yeah, if there was every year to start 5-0, and why not these Redbirds? I think it's a little more – I mean, it truthfully, it doesn't mean anything in terms of what happened last year. But right. I think for a lot of people – and it depends on who you ask 
in, during the week, you know, which player you ask, some of them will say, yeah, we're not really like last year was last year. But some of them will also say, yeah, we remember what happened last year. Uh, and we don't want that to happen again. I think for the fan base, myself also, <laughs> yeah, I think that a win is a, is more symbolic than just a regular win. I mean, you've got, okay, it's a division win. Yeah. Uh, you've got, okay, that makes it first five no starts. Mm -hmm. You know, they moved here. Uh, I didn't go back any farther from their St. Louis days um, or or Chicago days. Or Chicago days, yeah. (laughs) Um, And then it just is, it would feel like a little bit of redemption from the way that they finished the season. Yeah, shameless plug on gophnx.com right now. You can read an article about why I, I know that the Cardinals won't be looking past this game which is kind of a weird thing to be correlating with this franchise. But you remember December 26th last year, we've harped on it all week. Uh, Cheerson, you were live on on air at a prior position, physically ill from the results of <laughs> C.J. Beathard and company. Could throwing, you see it on my face? <laughs> yeah, throwing uh, three touchdowns and the Cardinals basically blowing their opportunity to make the postseason last year at the hands of this same Niner team. Now, some names have changed, but it's still Kyle Shanahan. And I, I just think that... Bigger than 5-0, and which is huge, is 2-0 in the division. You uh, have a tiebreaker now over St. Louis, St. Louis, L.A. Rams and the 49ers. Everything that's going on with Seattle, they're in turmoil. Ooh. It just it allows you to be in control, at least for a little while, and you build up some credibility, certainly in the NFC, helps with any future tiebreakers. The Cardinals are in a position, and we'll get to Trey Lance, where – you know, I think Trey Lance will play good football at some point this season. It better not be in his first start in like 24 months against a team that's 4-0. Yeah, so let's get to it now. Sure. So Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be out. Trey Lance, you know, of course, making his first career start. Yeah. Uh, but he is a mobile quarterback. Actually, this is the perfect time to bring up uh, Marcus Golden uh, today. Uh, he was asked a couple of questions. One being, you know, we know that run defense is going to be key. So uh, he was asked about that. Here's what he said. You get excited as a pass rusher rushing against a rookie, but at the same time, with this team particularly we playing, you got to stop the run first, man. I feel like they if they don't have to pass with them, they won't pass with them. They'll run the ball 100 times if they could. So you got to get out there and stop the run. They got to be the number one focus. You got to stop the run, do your job, set the edges, be in your gap every play. Because if you did, got, they got the type of run game. If you ain't doing your job, or if they see one hole open, a running back going to hit it, man. So that's the number one thing. Stop the run, and after that, make them have to pass. So. Well, that's my focus right now. Just stop the run and, and giving my team a chance to be able to rush the pass. At the end of the day, like you play against the San Fran versus Cardinals, it's going to be a physical, nasty game. So you got to come in there with that mindset of I'm going to do whatever I got to do to beat my men and, and, and get to the ball carrier. And, and it's going to be a tough physical game, but this is a game we look forward to. Stopping the run, easier said than done. And I've said it all week. I think this is going to be the the true test see what the cardinals are capable of um you know and, and if they if they truly can't stop the run or if that's going to be a glaring issue moving forward they're 26 against the run so far this season they're ninth in points allowed i think there's a correlation i think they have played um more with an emphasis against the pass and i'm not making excuses for vance joseph i just think that based on a lot of their defensive alignments sometimes they have five six defensive backs and so that leaves you susceptible to the run. But I think that with the offense that they have and had in the first month of the season, you're daring teams to run the ball because like you're not going to beat Kyler Murray, who's going to put up 30 points sleepwalking, trying to run the ball against us, even if you're averaging five yards a carry. We saw it with the Rams last week, where the Rams quickly had to pivot off of the run game uh, after a quarter and a half. That is very refreshing to hear Marcus Golden say that. 
Because I'm going to tell you right now, Cheerson, if they come out and are gashed by this team with this quarterback in the run game, it's 100% on Vance. Because in the NFL, it's it's hard to rush the passer. It's hard to play cover corner. Like, if you load the box, like, you can stop the run. You can prevent teams from running the football effectively. And they have the horses to do that. Um, I will make, you better make, Vance Joseph, this kid, even in single coverage, uh, press man with our corners that without Byron Murphy, make him throw pinpoint passes downfield. And if he beats you that way, and Debo Samuel and Brandon and I, you go off, so be it. You tip your hat to the kid. I don't think he's capable of doing that yet, but what he is capable of is running behind Trent Williams, running behind Kyle Juszczyk, their fullback, getting yards on scramble plays. I mean, Matthew Stafford had a long run last week, so eliminate all that garbage and just make him sit in the pocket and throw darts accurately, which I don't think he can do yet. You mentioned the scramble yards. Uh, you know, Trey Lance is more of a mobile quarterback. So uh, Marcus Golden was also asked, you know, having to go up against Kyler Murray, yeah. who's off, obviously, you know, one of the best in that regard. Does that help prepare you for a mobile quarterback like Trey Lance? Here's what he had to say. He ain't Kyler Murray. I ain't gonna say <laughs> Kyler, Kyler Murray different, man. I don't think it ain't too many people that that you can prepare you for a guy like Kyler, man. He different. But uh, he got a lot of skill. The, the young quarterback over there, he got a lot of skill. Uh, big quarterback. But he can throw the ball. Got a big arm when he's throwing deep. Uh, and uh, he's pretty quick. He's pretty quick. Um, and he can get he can get away from the blocker. So you got to be able to keep an eye on him. Know where he like to escape at. And uh, just do your job on, on that part, too, knowing the, exactly where the quarterback going to run once he try to take off. All right. So they're, they're very well aware of what the game plan needs to you be. Hope. Yes. You hope. They, you know, you know what they're going to try and do. With that being said, with the focus being up front, pressure up front, uh, the matchup in the trenches and stopping the run, how big of a deal is it that Byron Murphy is not going to be back there in the secondary? I think if there was any week where it is not as big of a focal point, it's this week against a guy that has not played in the NFL consistently ever. His last game was at the 1AA level of the collegiate, you know, college football I think he completed 50% of his throws in that game he wants to to run around he wants to work off of boots and play actions and RPOs take all that away right and even if it's Jace Whitaker or Jalen Thompson moving the corner have them get physical with their with their uh, wide receivers and and leave leave it uh, as it may I would just I would be so much there'd be so much of an emphasis for me to put Xavier Collins number one in the starting lineup you could move Isaiah Simmons out to safety. You can move Buddha or Jalen into the slot corner or the outside corner. And I would just hammer eight or nine in the box and just force this kid to throw to throw darts. Because I don't think right now, you know, he may make a couple splash plays, but it will be so dejecting to see him, you know, have QB keeps and 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 working off of his RPOs with Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell, two rookie backs that have had some success. The Niners, if they can do anything. They can run the football. Trent Williams is going to play. We thought, you know, he might have been out. He's got a bum shoulder. He's going. And I, I know George Kittle is doubtful, and we'll talk about that. I will have to see him be inactive for me to believe that. They did the same garbage last year in Week 16. George Kittle was didn't practice all week. He was doubtful. He played and had a big impact in the reason the Cardinals lost that game. Yeah, and so he was questionable. I think the same thing happened with him last week. He was also as questionable, ended up playing. But I don't think he practiced uh, – much, if at all. Right. Uh, and then this week, he has not practiced at all, but his uh, he's listed as doubtful now. So They have the bye week next week. So I would imagine that, hey, George, give it a go. We'll shoot you up with something. 
do your best at 75%, you'll get healthy in the next two weeks. I bet that's what they do. So what I took away from what you had to say is you might finally get what you want and What's you'll that? get to see Zayvon Collins out there. They better play him. <laughs> I Unless Vance is just like, I'm worried that Kyle Shanahan's going to do to him what Isaiah Simmons, that happened to him week one last oh, year. Oh, yeah. I would just say Zayvon is much better suited to be physical at 6'5", 260. He, his instincts are on point. For this kind of game, to get in the muck, down and dirty in the front seven, look great in the preseason. Maybe this is their grand plan all along that they were waiting to unveil Xavier Collins. I don't know anything until they played a team that was run heavy. And Cleveland next week, if you're looking ahead, is also run dependent. So it, it makes too much sense not to happen. But even outside of the inside linebackers, this is a huge game for JJ Watt. This is a huge game for Corey Peters, Marcus Golden. The guys that are going to be setting the edge because there's some whispers now the Cardinals may go to a 4-3 defense, meaning you're going to have two defensive tackles, two edge rushers with their hand on the ground, three-point stances, Marcus Golden and J.J. Watt. You think there's a chance they might switch midseason? Yeah, well, just for this game. Just oh, just because, this game. Okay. Just because of the way they're going to try to be physical with San Francisco. So I thought you were trying to say, yeah, Vance Joseph is having this whole philosophical. No, no, no. Uh, you know, he's second guessing everything and he's going to change it to a 4-3 defense from here on out. No, I, like, I really. I would. I just. <laughs> Man, you got to put a ton of people in the box, and if the young kid makes some throws, awesome. I it'd be disappointing, but at the same, you know, Debo Samuel leads the NFL in receiving yards, which is crazy given the Niners' QB situation. But I, I will be sick to my stomach if the Cardinals lose a similar game as to Week 16 last year, where Kyler Murray doesn't play well, and we haven't gotten to the offense yet, and the defense just looks. Jeff Wilson, who's not on the team this year, went for over 180 yards on the ground, 8.3 yards per carry. I, I do believe that that end result of Week 16 last year is the reason they got J.J. Watt because they were not mentally or physically tough when they had to punch their ticket to the postseason. Well, he's here now, so they need to they need to perform. They certainly were not mentally tough, um, but they're they seem to be both mentally and physically tough this time around. So we mentioned the injuries to go back over them. Uh, again, cornerback Byron Murphy, he's out. Marco Wilson is questionable, so that group is it, they're a little banged up. Um, again, offensive lineman Kelvin Beecham is questionable. He's been out for a few weeks now. Um, Justin Murray was placed on IR, which yeah. is also not good. No. Um, and Chase Edmonds <clears throat> is is questionable. So that that's a long list. Yeah, I do think there's a chance Kelvin Beecham comes back finally this week. He, he was almost a full participant. Uh, they could run it back with the combination of Max Garcia and Josh Jones. But Josh Jones has been playing so well at right guard. You would hate to see him have to play another game at right tackle. To me, Chase Edmonds has been a lightning rod for this offense in this run game. And it's not to say Chase James Conner can't get the job done. I don't think it's going to be that kind of game anyway. I think it's going to be a game where if the tackles can hold up, Beecham and Humphreys, knock on wood, you're going to want to spread this this defense out for San Francisco. Fred Warner's an elite linebacker outside of that. They're very average in their back seven, and they got exposed by teams that want to throw the football. Of course, Aaron Rodgers on that Sunday night game last week against Russell Wilson, he took over in the second half. If the Cardinals can avoid turning the ball over and he gets adequate pass uh, pass protection, I would like to see three or four wideouts consistently throughout the game. So the Cardinals are four-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Just changed to five-and-a-half. So the Cardinals are five-and-a-half-point <laughs> favorites in this game. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was four and a half like two hours ago. So I literally know. just checked. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So the Cardinals, uh, so five and a half now? Five and a half now. Okay. 
All right, Cardinals are five and a half favorites in this one for my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. I'm going to go with the Cardinals, and I I think I'm going to still take the – oh, dang. Now that that changed, um, okay, I, I'm going to still take the points. Yeah, I would too. I would say that it's pretty safe that the Cardinals are going to score points. Everything I've been reading, like if the Cardinals can score 30 points like they have been, Niners can't score 30 points. They yeah. haven't really been able to score like 25 points, 26 points. The Niners want to muck this game up and have it be like a 17 to 20 game. And the way the Cardinals offense is playing right now, like, do you, you just have to ask yourself, do you envision San Francisco holding this team under 27, 28, 29, 30 points? I do not. You know, what's funny is I'm just realizing, I don't think I've ever been confident making a pick Jags. I was against Jacksonville. Uh, but for the most part, I haven't really been confident. I've been, you know, they're off to a four no start, but and and the Niners have a bunch of issues. Yeah, and I still, I'm just like, well, it's a divisional game. Yeah, right. And they lost to the Cardinals are better this week than San Francisco. They were better last year in Week 17 than the San Francisco team, and they still lost. That's a good point. So Great point. divisional games are weird, and they're always competitive. I mean, the Cardinals took San Francisco to the wire. Both times of the year they went to the Super Bowl and it was Kyler Murray's rookie season. They could have won both of those games. So you're just trying to get a win, right? doesn't matter how it comes because I do think now the perception of this team, I don't think changes much with a win. But if you're San Francisco and you go into this stadium in this in this environment with your rookie quarterback and you win, you're feeling pretty good about yourself being three and two. Russell Wilson's out six to eight weeks. Trey Lance is able to build off the start. But if you embarrass them or or defeat them by double digits and put them in a hole at two and three, and they're like, oh, maybe you should go back to Jimmy G, and we've got all these concerns, and we thought we were a Super Bowl team, which was arrogant to begin with, I think it just casts doubts on this team for the next two weeks, and that's where you want to be. You want to leave no doubt if you're the Cardinals, like, hey, we just beat up the Rams. Niners, you have no business competing with us. We have the MVP in the NFL. Like, you're starting this kid that played one double-A football, you know, two years ago. Like, you, you, you may have some good players, but you're not on our level this year. I said this earlier. I think this could potentially be an early, and maybe it's too early in the season for me to even be saying this, but I think it could potentially be a season-defining game. So you're either talking about losing your third straight yeah, or you're talking about beating the undefeated Cardinals, the last standing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, top of the division team yeah so i think i for the, for the 49ers and i really don't think that they're going to be able to pull off a win but they're certainly hoping that that would be the case they swept i'm fairly double check me they swept the la rams last year with like backup qbs with smoke and mirrors running the ball and defensive play i don't know how they had the success that they had last year they well robert Sala was a big part of it and now he's with the jets that i've, I've said this for Months on end, that Week 16 performance against the Cardinals got Robert Saw the Jets job. Um, so, and they're healthier now than they were at times last year. I, they're just, I think Kyle Shanahan plays well as an underdog. They did sweep them, yeah, 24 to 16 and 23 to 20. You're right, which is unbelievable. Like, I think Jimmy G maybe played in one of those games, but I mean, the Rams went to the divisional round, took it to the Packers. The Niners had, I think, a t- the Niners had a top 10 draft pick. They they traded up, picked second overall. So, they're not. They're not immune to this kind of environment, this kind of game. I actually think they thrive on it, a la last year. So my hope is that Kingsbury and Kyler are preaching to the locker room, like, remember what these mother 
efforts did to us last year, and I wasn't going to swear, and cost us last year and really took our soul in that game. And they were so, the organization was shaken to its core after that loss. It was so disheartening. It was on Amazon Prime Video the day after Christmas. I was all geared up to watch it, and they just completely fell flat. Harness that energy and and take it to these guys. Because, I mean, um, they have no business competing with this team right now, the way they're playing. I agree. So the consensus is... We're taking the Cardinals and the points. Correct. If you want to get in on the action, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code PHNX when you sign up. But as always, it's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And I want to tell you guys about our promo of the week for our members We've got these lovely PHNX t-shirts. We always talk about the Cardinals shirts or like the team theme shirts, but how about PHNX? We're awesome too. We've got some awesome (laughs) PHNX uh, themed t-shirts. So we've got 20% off any PHNX brand tee. And that is our members deal of the week. As always, our members always get the best offers, access to the most things, all the things we do, really. Yes, so, every all the things. All the things. Go phnx.com if you want to join the family and become a member. All right, uh, some other topics from practice today. You know, one big storyline out of practice this week, um, I, I forget who brought it up first, but then it just sort of like sparked this fascination with the way that Cliff runs his practices. It's uncommon for NFL teams to play ones versus ones. Yeah, I saw your tweet good. about yeah. that. Yeah, and so... <clears throat> kind of one the theme of a lot of the questions this week was asking players about it and they all they all seem to to really enjoy it and think they get a lot out of it um and it's first for some people that have been in the league a long time it's something that they've never ever done really so cliff was asked about it today and asked where he kind of got the idea to do that here's what he had to say I remember studying uh, Pete Carroll when he was at USC in Seattle, and that was a big part of his program. And, and so when I got to Texas Tech, we wanted to do a bunch of that and then uh, just continued it on. And um, just to get the game speed, particularly for the quarterbacks, to feel that speed and, and compete day in and day out against each other, I think it's it's good for the culture. This is when I wish that Frank wasn't golfing and we could ask him, Frank, did you ever... The man plays by his own rules. Let's be honest. <laughs> Maybe we could call him up and ask him. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kidding, Frank. We all love you. We, yeah. we just miss you, Frank. We do. Where are you, Frank? Come back. <laughs> um, I thought that was very interesting and I, I could see how wildly beneficial that could be and it's interesting that Seattle does it. Yeah, I mean... Nobody competes harder in practice than Pete Carroll's Seahawks historically, right? And those Legion of Boom teams, they got up for that kind of practice. I remember like peak Seahawks, like when they were in their heyday going to Super Bowls, like ESPN like would televise their practices and there'd be music going, they'd be hitting each other. So if that's kind of what they're replicating, I like that. And maybe, maybe it's part of the reason we're seeing a more physical style of play from the Cardinals this year, especially like with their secondary. I mean, the fact that, you know, Byron Murphy's on a Pro Bowl-level season this year, and Jalen Thompson's laying people out against the Rams. I mean, it's usually just Buda Baker on an island back there, but I, it just to me it speaks to the competitive nature that this team wants to be great and is hungry for success, 
and and hopefully they've learned lessons from last year. And you know, going up against the best players in practice is always a good thing. Now, will it translate? Marcus Golden was asked today. You know, can Trey Lance simulate what Kyler Murray does? I would hate to be Marcus Golden at practice chasing around Kyler Murray, but it would bode well for his efforts on Sunday. Oh, certainly the physicality of it, and and for sure. I mean, if if you you want to almost you want practice to almost be more difficult than than game day, right? Yeah. Like you want it to be more challenging, um, you know, based on on who you're facing in some cases, one on one. Uh, you know who the quarterback is, especially you know if you if you if you can uh, you know practice against Kyler Murray yeah. and stop what he's trying to do as a defense, then you certainly should be able to you know and with I, I, and with the offensive line and all all those things, it should all tra- be able to translate when you have a, a lesser opponent. Um, and so you know, I don't know. I think that's great. I also wonder why maybe more. Uh, Teams don't don't do that. Probably just the fear of injury, maybe, and you're able to against if you're going ones versus twos, refine a little bit more, try some things out. I mean, it's the NFL. Everybody's great. Everybody gets paid. Everybody's a professional. But if you're going up against guys that you know may or may not dress on Sunday and are there, quote unquote, as a part of the practice squad, maybe build up some guys' confidence. But uh, you know, I love it. I think especially when we talk about the rise of the defensive backs for the Cardinals. I mean, Marco Wilson having to go up against the A.J. Greens of the world, I'm sure that's helped his his football acumen and his refinement as a cover corner. So uh, knock on wood, if, as long as they stay healthy, relatively healthy while they do it, uh, they'll be in sh- good shape, and they're one of the healthiest teams in the NFL right now. And Cliff said that he started doing it uh, back at, in his Texas Tech days, but I wonder if he brought it with him immediately when he came to the league Maybe. or if he – you know, stop doing it because that's not what you do in the NFL. Right. And then he was just like, you know what? I think I'm going to go back to this. So that's one thing that we didn't clarify. But I'll be curious about it because it's never been brought up in years past. You know what's not brought up is the fact that Cliff Kingsbury with no NFL ties has gone directly to the NFL and has had some marginal success, especially now. And we're making excuses for Urban Meyer not having uh, NFL experience. I just think that's funny. But I, that's, uh, I digress there. I I just feel I, I know I feel we bad feel bad for, for Urban. So We're not bad. dogging on yeah. him. I just that's a football comment. That's not an off the field yeah. comment because everybody's it's like all encompassing comment though. Just in general, because it always it kind of like bleeds together right now, and he's just really having a hard he time. Is. They're they, you know what they're not as bad as they've shown. I think they're they're getting better. But I think this this week, I mean, if if they have players quit on them, this is not a oh, Jags I podcast. I I'm also sorry. I also didn't think. Well, one more comment though. I also don't think that they were really. I mean. Y- for all things considered, what they were last year, the talent that they have, yeah. I wouldn't have even thought twice about the way that they're playing. They're, I mean, they're I a great they watch. A great game against against the Cardinals, you know, all things considered. And yeah. uh, certainly some things you could clean up or whatever. I think if that off-the-field thing hadn't happened, I, I think we nobody would be talking about it the way that they are. Sure, yes. <laughs> and it's not our – I mean, it's people's personal lives are personal. Yeah, lives, so. I agree. I do agree on that one. Okay. Um. All right, so – Another topic is about uh, how much Kyler Murray is spreading the wealth and whether or not DeAndre Hopkins, your top target, should be getting more targets. Uh, so he was asked about that today uh, and had something interesting to say about having guys that can make plays around him. Uh, I feel great about it. I would say um, this is my first time being on a team where um, there, there's other receivers that are reliable um, consistently. So, um, you know, for me, that's great. Uh, that's that's championship football when you got four of the guys that can go out there and, you know and um you know take that 
take that pressure off of me and make plays in their one on one. All right. Uh, it you, was he. Was it shots fired or was he just talking up his teammates? I think he's just talking up his teammates. Okay. I generally do believe that. I think he's gonna have a big game Sunday, by the way. Uh, but no, I think he likes winning, and I think he wants to win. This whole franchise does clearly with the way they're playing inspired football. Like he wants to get his, but he's also, I think, one of if not the highest paid receiver in football. And he's got the accolades and the That's statistics. That's got to feel really good. Yeah, I think he's very sure of himself, <laughs> that being DeAndre Hopkins. And listen, I, as of now, A.J. Green leads the team in receiving yards, and he's on pace for just under 1,000. Um, but then you've got like this jam hold of Rondell Moore, Kirk, and Hopkins, who Hopkins, I think, is fourth right now, right around that same area. So like they may not Christian have... Christian Kirk, is that what you meant? Yeah, Christian Kirk, okay. Hopkins, Rondell Moore, and A.J. Green. What did I say? You said Hopkins twice. So oh, you yeah. said Hopkins was fourth. We know like... the foursome. We get it. <laughs> so they may not have like 2,000-yard receivers, but like what's better? 2,000-yard receivers or like four guys that get to like eight or 900 yards. I, I think they would be content with that. Uh, this is a matchup for him to, him to exploit. Last year, he dominated them in that week one matchup, his debut. And then, he probably wouldn't admit this, Jason Verrett did a hell of a job against him in week 16 last year he's gone he's on IR he's not around they're starting a bunch of day three draft picks that are not Marco Wilson that are having a really tough time I think this is a hot bona fide Hopkins game like a buck 25 two touchdowns really I will go on the edge on the ledge and say that I think Hopkins has uh, a breakout game on Sunday for a Hopkins performance okay well I'm I I would love to see that. I think fans would love yes. to see that. And you made you made a good point. I was like, man, that's really good that Hopkins is like so unselfish. But I, but you made a point about his his, his contract. I'm getting like, paid. Yeah. You know what? At this point in his career, he doesn't really have anything to prove. He's no. getting like seriously paid. Yeah. And then oh, by the way, my body doesn't have to take the toll that it that it used to have to take because you know everybody. I, I'm still I'm still technically the. Was, is he? Did you say that he was first in targets or second? In targets, I know he's first in like bankroll. I think he's okay, number one in, in bankroll. Yeah. That's what, what matters anyway. So yes. okay. Here's what I will Here say. He, I thought he had a really good performance against Jalen Ramsey last year. He only or last week he only had like sixty some odd reception uh, receiving yards, but they were all critical. They he made them all count. He didn't get any help from the officials. There were multiple examples of pass interference that they just weren't going to call because that game was in L.A. He was really effective last week. That That's a performance, in my opinion, that goes under the radar with Hopkins. He also talked about, um, you know how he makes some of those crazy catches yeah. and somehow keeps his toes down or stays in bounds. Uh, so he was asked about that um, and was asked, like, how the heck do you practice that? Here's what he had to say. It depends. It's, it's a lot of different drills that you can do. Um, I mean, shoot, might make a a video one day and sell it, but uh, now, now that you bring that up. But now it's a lot of different things you can do, man. Um, but, you know, we don't we don't have a lot of time to practice stuff like that out here, but we still do incorporate it uh, during practice. But running on the sideline full speed and, you know, somebody throwing it towards the sideline. So we talked to his mom, so we know we did. that since he was, like, in middle school, he's always been an entrepreneur. Every time with I go on candy, his, right? With the candy, yeah, yeah. Selling candy out of his backpack at school when he wasn't supposed to be. Uh, but every time I go on social media, it's like DeAndre Hopkins has another 
deal or partnership or investment, something <coughs> with another company. That man is so unbelievably uh, business savvy. It's impressive. So it's funny. Like we saw like a glimpse into how, like how he thinks he's like, well, you know, it's hard to prep. I should make a video and make money yes. off of it. <laughs> Light bulb goes off. Uh, I think we have a question, uh, that we want to make sure that we answer for you guys. Um, <coughs> and, and it's regarding whether or not we're going to see rookie Tay Gowan out there, uh, with, with, without Byron Murphy. He hasn't been active yet. Uh, I do think he'll be active because Byron Murphy is officially out. I think you broke that news today that, that he's not going to play at all. So I do think he'll be active. Um, he looked good in the preseason, uh, albeit with third and fourth stringers in, in the second half. Um, He'll probably play special teams. They'll probably roll out the same guys they did last last week uh, because I don't think Byron played like majority of that second half against the Rams. People don't remember that. Um, but I do think he'll be active. I don't think he'll have a role per se unless, you know, God forbid, Marco or Robert Alfa go down. But he'll be active. Uh, one thing I will say about him, he seems like a very humble, very hardworking yes. young man that seems incredibly grateful to have any sort of opportunity in the Absolutely. league just to be considered an Arizona Cardinal. So when he is ready, um, and so whether we see him at all, you know, this weekend or we see him down the road, I he's a guy that I'm very excited for just because I love to share the, you know, some guys have just always been... Um, you know, like just used overly to the, confident, yeah, used, used, to the to, used to the spotlight, used to winning. There was no doubt that they would make it to the league. Now yeah. that they're here, it's just like, oh, it's just it's just football. Um, and I'm sure secretly everybody has their NFL. No, moment, but he, like but... He, he follows like every fan on Twitter and he's engaged yeah. with people. And like he's a six round pick and he's on a 53 man roster in the NFL for where he came from. I think he played at UCF. Um, so not exactly like Alabama football. And I think he opted out of his senior oh, he might, season. He might have. So uh, I'm speaking, and I'm pretty sure this is right, but I have not checked before we went on air. So I'm pretty sure that he um, has a daughter, and for COVID reasons, opted out of playing right. last year. Yeah. Um, so he's also just like he's got life in he's got a good perspective on life. So. Like if he could make a career just being a, a special teamer, I'm like that's that's the top one percent of athletes in the world, certainly in the United States. So no, he's he's somebody that number one, I'm glad he made the team. You know, when I would go to uh training camp, open practices, it would be him and Marco Wilson working with the DB's coach after practice for the upwards of like 30 to 45 minutes. So yeah, they're guys you want to root for. For both of them to make this team, which it looks like a special team this year, that I think just speaks to their ability. Typically, when the team is competing for division titles and, you know, knock on wood, if they were to go deep in the postseason, it's hard for day three draft picks to come in and have an impact, much less, you know, you know, be active and, and get into the starting rotation. So I think all of the Cardinals' day three picks this year are really impressive to me because of the fact this roster is so loaded. I agree. And Tay Gowan, we are rooting for you. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Before we move on, I remind I want to remind you guys that uh, when it comes to the DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, if you combine multiple bets from the same game, 
So a same game parlay, yeah. uh, you're going to get a bigger payout and the more legs you add, the more money that you can win. DraftKings is always safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Johnny, have you put down a parlay on this game? Not or? on this no? game. I don't feel great one way or the other. I think the Cardinals are going to win. Don't get me wrong. But there are games where I'm like fired up to do it, you know, like week one, Jacksonville, for instance. Um, but this one, because I think it's less about the spread, which is five and a half, and I would take the Cardinals as did you. But the over under, I just I'm a little bit concerned because it like I could look up in the third quarter and it could be a defensive battle. So that's where you could get a little hung up. You know, I was on our bet show PHNX Daily Bets. Uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, and I said that I thought Chase Edmonds would have an anytime touchdown. You can use that in your parlay, assuming that he plays. There's just there's too much up in the air right now. And that's the nature of betting is sometimes you just have to take a chance. But rest assured that the DraftKings Sportsbook app will help you along the way. They'll remove players who aren't active. They'll remove people who are, aren't eligible. The line fluctuates. I mean, that line went up a point since we started airing, maybe because George Kittle isn't going to play. So they're tapped in. The Sharks in Vegas know what they're doing. What else do you got to say? Oh, yes. <laughs> what else, Johnny? I do. I have something else to plug. First of all, I was going to say in a, in a true transition that your hair looks fantastic. I Thanks. Was, I was going to ask how my hair looked today. It looks great. Do you use some Manscaped gel I or did. What? Yeah, I've got the Manscaped package, which is fantastic. Manscaped.com, promo code, you guessed it, PHNX, 20, 20% off site-wide, free shipping, you know, Finally, thank God, my wife and kids are coming home Sunday. They've been away for 10 days on a fall break. I've been here grinding with the folks at PHNX for you, America. And in the meantime, <laughs> I've used the Lawnmower 4.0 to get camera ready for this, you know, what we got going on here. I've used the gel, so I hope I smell all right. I'm in here yep. with our phenomenal producer, Leah, and of course, Cheerson, a couple ladies, so I don't want to come in smelling like, you know, an armpit. <laughs> so manscaped.com is taking care of your boy. Promo code PHNX, free shipping, 20, 20% off. Go in and browse. They've got nose trimmers. They can take care of your eyebrows if you've got those big Eugene Levy eyebrows, whatever you need. <laughs> My favorite. Yes, he's phenomenal. Uh get yourself taken care of. Did you give me like a nice segue into that and I just fumbled my way through it or what? No, it was not a, it was a very abrupt sub. I okay. just said, you have something else to say, right, Johnny? Kirsten also loves <laughs> Manscaped, but she throws me a bone once in a while. <laughs> I just prefer that you talk about yeah, it of over course. me, you know? And I appreciate it, Johnny. Thank you so much. Of course. <laughs> All right, let's get into our last segment. Pass or run? Are you going to pass on the common or are you going to run with it? Uh, <clears throat> the first one, the Cardinals will lose Sunday's game due to their defense. If they do lose, it will be because of their defense. I firmly believe that, uh, but I will pass because I believe they're going to win. Yeah, we both think they're going to win, but yeah, defense is definitely... If they lose, it'll be on Vance Joseph. It'll be on Cliff because he has to approve the game plan from Vance, but it'll be on Vance. The Cardinals have the right leadership to be able to fight past any injuries or adversity that they might face specifically in this game. In this game, yes, 100%. A.J. Green, Rodney Hudson, J.J. Watt, Kingsbury had that great bite earlier this week. They didn't come here to retire. They came here to win. And now all they've done is win so far. I mean, Hudson and, and Green specifically, I wrote an article, gophnx.com, this week 
uh yeah i think it was this week about how those two so many i do you should check them all out i appreciate that and matt prater have been the three biggest signings with all due respect to jj watt jj's got a lot of time left uh to make an impact but yeah, the, their leadership is really, in my opinion, second to one because it merges so beautifully with Kyler Murray's maturation process where it's like Kyler doesn't have to feel threatened by any of those guys. They do their job. They're in their role. So, yeah, I think they can weather the storm if, if adversity hits. Just like, you know, the Cardinals were down 10 to 7. We forget last week at the Rams and they didn't blink and they and they ran away with it. So uh, I can't say enough about the culture around this team, which is historically something we haven't been able to right. say, which is nice. Yeah, I think we're going to look be, be able to look back on this team and hopefully look back on it and look back on their success. Yeah. But we're, I think we're going to look back and say, man, that was a really, really special team. Well, it's just like people dogged on so many of these additions and they like they called it the AARP group. I remember that yeah. in the spring. And they're like, the Cardinals, they're doing They also what- said that about the Suns. <laughs> and look what happened with the Suns. Pushing all the right buttons. Yeah. We've got the right GMs right now. Knock on wood. So, no, it's it's great because there were so many other moves to be made and we questioned all of them. And everybody gave this team grief. And so far, it's been an A+. All right, so uh, so you're running with that. I'm I running am. with that too. Um, okay, some non-Cardinals related oh. ones. Russell Wilson's finger will plague him the rest of the season. I will go past because I don't. Well, plague meaning like he's not going to play. No, like it's gonna. It's he's not going to be the same. I will go past because I think when he comes back, he's fully healthy. I will go run with the fact that Seahawks are done. I think their run of Great play. Listen, he was drafted in 2012. They've had one non-playoff season, not losing season, one non-playoff season since then, and they were nine and seven. Most teams would kill for nine and seven most seasons. I think that he went to the Seahawks in the offseason and said, here are the teams I would go play for, Bears and a bunch of other teams, and they worked through that, kind of, and now he's hurt, and the team's terrible, and they don't have any first-round picks the next two years because of the Jamal Adams trade. I think... Russ is like, hey, man, good luck. Good luck, Geno Smith. Go 5-12, and 12, Seattle. You guys can trade me, get your picks back in the offseason. I'll go play in Pittsburgh or wherever. He will not play. Pittsburgh. He will not play again this year until his finger's 100% because it's an investment now. Sierra's not going to let him do that. So when he plays, he'll be healthy. That could be in two months. Yeah, I think um, I think I saw at least a month, potentially six to eight weeks until yeah. he returns. So, yeah, but you never know. You might you might re-aggravate it. But I agree. Um, to, it, it didn't take long for Seattle to uh, to kind of hit a wall and 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 slide in the wrong direction. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. <laughs> Cardinals fans it. are so upset oh, about man, it. We're broken up about it. <laughs> <laughs> All the love. <laughs> nice. Um, also, I never like to like joke about injuries, no, but since no. it's it's a finger, right? Like, Russell's I just very likable too. Yeah, he's very like. I actually have. Uh, I, I really like Russell Wilson as a human. Yes, I really do. I've always talked about like I can't wait till he plays somewhere else, so I don't have to hate him. Yes, yes, and since it's just a, it's just a, it's a finger, so it sucks, but it's he's fine. Um, Okay, so the Raiders slash the folks out at uh, Allegiant Stadium will have a lawsuit against them for this enormous screen that we'll we'll show you here. Oh, my God. Uh, Playing highlights that you can watch while you're driving. That will be me getting in an accident. Yeah. Thank God State Farm Stadium doesn't have that. I would 100% get in the fender bender. Yeah, they'll, they'll, Who thought that was a good idea? Well, based off of John Gruden's comments that have come out today, it's not a bad day to have that kind of press where it draws attention off. Yeah. But I, I think, uh, I think that'll be removed. 
That's horrible. But it's the Raiders, and they have terrible judgment. So, Leah, can you uh, can you are you able to see whose tweet that was? Because I, I meant to give them some credit for using it. DJ Todd underscore seven oh two. Thank you for that. Is us enormous. To use. That's like it's half of the I, insane. How big it is. I know. So it's not even like you can really ignore it. It's just like pulling you. <laughs> so do you know? Does either of you know? Like, is there a place like on the lawn by the stadium where like fans can go and like hang out and party and play bags and that stuff? I don't know. I would assume that that I, that it's. Well, or is it I'm literally just for the cars them. driving say, by? I was going to say I would assume that there's more of a point to it than just to have distracted drivers, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I would love to talk to the Al person. Al Davis is a weird guy, and he has a bowl cut, so that might just be <laughs> for the people driving on the freeway. Hey, you know what would be great? If you can't get tickets, just go up and down the freeway watching our game. <laughs> so I'm going to run with the fact that uh, they're either going to take it down now uh, or uh, – what it's or they're gonna just have some sort of lawsuit against them that's going to force. We're just gonna to put some big tacky banner over it, like a big yeah. sheet or something. Oh, <laughs> uh, just put like a graphic. If you got the huge thing, just put a graphic and call it a day. But man, that's like you can't distract drivers like that. Well, supposedly their stadium's awesome too. It's like are they trying to overcompensate? Like we know you're not, you know, Justin Herbert. You don't have Herbert. You don't have Mahomes. So let's get this big ass screen for between everybody to look that at. and between. Um, so far. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. Those are some good looking they state are. of the art, super modern, like best of the best stadium. I feel like here on the West Coast, we're considered West Coast, right? Even though we're kind of in the mountains. I, I think like technically, like technically we're not, but I say we're West I Coast. I do too. And people give me shit for it. You have to have modernized stadiums out here because people have options. Whereas like you can have Lambeau Field. I've been, it's beautiful in the sense it's football history. It's a piece of shit stadium. And I'll get hate for that. But same with like the Giants Stadium, Pittsburgh Stadium, like everything's broken. Things are falling off the wall. But there's history that comes with their culture. You know, my biggest regret in life. What's that? Not seeing a football uh, football game in Oakland. Oh, yeah. At the Coliseum. I've always wanted to watch football at the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. With the infield dirt where the A's yes. play. Yes. And I, I kid you not, I think about it regularly. I, I, I mean, really like, do. the Rose Bowls always play there. You could always go back and we could send you to the Rose Bowl just even if <laughs> ASU's not playing. Well, we've got Cheerson live at the Rose Bowl where it's Stanford and, or Oregon and, you know, Michigan. It's like, why are you covering that? Well, she wanted to go. We, we threw her a bone. She got to go. It haunts me, Johnny. But gotcha. speaking of the Sun Devils, uh, to cap it off. The Sun Devils will be at Stanford tonight to move to 5-1 and one on the season. They play at 7.30. It's a Ooh. big game for them. So this is basically like your your pre-show for that game. I would hope a lot of people are, are treating it as such. But yeah. I would say yes. I think Stanford's more talented. Or excuse me, Whoa. ASU is more talented. <laughs> ASU is more talented. Stanford's been playing a little bit over their head. They had an upset win the other day. Um, but I, I just like what Herm Edwards is do, doing. Quarterback's finally playing well. I had a, a marquee game last week against UCLA. Yeah. To me, uh, they are in a position, putting themselves in a position. Saul hates when I say this. I think they could run the table and get to the Pac-12 title game. Saul's not a believer, though, our GM. Well, that's because he's a he's a wildcat. Yeah. Um, but uh, I agree. I am so impressed with the way that they... You've got the NCAA investigation going on. You know, you had this wacky, you know, few game season last year, COVID season last year. Uh, You're just dealing with all sorts of adversity. And 
to even be four and one to start the season, I think is an accomplishment. I think that UCLA win uh, was huge for their confidence, for their belief in themselves and this program. I don't know. They didn't. They certainly didn't didn't show that there was any sort of um, uh, lack of belief. Yeah. But I would say if there was any, like, because if 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 I was in that position, I would I I would kind of be bummed about like what's going to happen to our coach yeah. and what are people saying about us and it would be hard for me to ignore all of that, but. When you start having success, all the other stuff goes out the window. So they're doing tremendous things. That UCLA win was huge for them. I think mm-hmm. they're going to continue their success and beat Stanford. Well said. And I know this is a Cardinals podcast, but I had to get that in there because they're playing for, on a Friday night. That's very cool. Friday night football, ASU, love it. All right. Well, as always, uh, we're going to, Johnny, you're going to be out of the game on Sunday. I am. If they let me inside, I have my credentials. <laughs> Thank you, Cardinal PR, for letting me into the game this weekend. It'll be, yeah, it'll be enjoyable. Uh, and so I'm going to be back in studio with Saul and potentially somebody else. So we're excited for game day. <laughs> we don't know who will fill that. Come for, on that down if you'd like yeah, to be on the show on. Sunday. Put in your application if you want to join us on game day. We are accepting them. We do have uh, alcoholic beverages on game There's days. There's some snacks. <laughs> There's we can't snacks. pay you anything. But <laughs> but you can chug a White Claw on the set if you right. want to. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we hope, we hope you have a great weekend. And we'll see you on Sunday for Cardinals Niners.